Welcome to the Chamber Buds with Bobby. I'm Bobby Vandenbroek, Member Services Director with the Exeter Area Chamber of Commerce. In our podcast, you will learn how people got their start, what brought them to the Exeter area, and how they'd like to be remembered. We'll give you a unique look into the lives of the people that make up our community. And as you know, we always say people are going to do business with people they know and trust. So let's get started getting to know this person behind this business. My guest today is Jody Landry, Assistant Vice President, Branch Manager of Kenny Bunk Savings, located at 9 Portsmouth Avenue in Stratum. And they have been a member, an Exeter Area Chamber member since 2015. And I believe that's the, the time when the branch opened. Good morning, Jody. Good morning, Bobby. How are you? I am fantastic. How are you today? Good, good. I'm so excited about having you as my guest because you are um, you are fairly new to Kenny Bunk, um, so it will be really fun to learn all these all this information about you. So let's get started. So Jody, um, where did you grow up? I grew up in Melrose, Massachusetts. <laughs> you're you're one of those <laughs> I am one of those <laughs> I love that um so all right we'll get to that question a little bit later um I do detect a little bit of an accent a little bit <laughs> um I have a really harsh accent very harsh <laughs> and I'm really trying to pronounce my r's but it's just not working out well <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So tell me a little bit about your parents. Uh, what are your parents' first names? So my mom was Zelda. Oh my and God, great name. My dad was Theodore, but we called him Teddy. Um, and the funny thing about that is my parents adopted me when I was three months old. Wow, that's so cool. It was even cooler because I was abandoned at birth. Wow. in Worcester, not Worcester or Worcester or however you pronounce it, but in Worcester. And I was left in a hospital in the chapel and a man, we don't know who the man was, called and said, there is a newborn in the chapel, go get her. And three months later, my parents at the time were looking to adopt a child. She, my mom had a, um, my brother, her biological son, but she couldn't conceive another one. So she always wanted two children. And three months later, like I said, I was abandoned and then I was adopted by my parents. Well, aren't they lucky they got you? I think I'm the lucky one, but <laughs> they're pretty I, awesome. <laughs> I, seems uh, like a pretty good match to me. I love it was definitely... If my mother was still around, she would tell you that she, um, we were meant to be as she went to the foster home to meet me. I immediately put my hands out to her and it was love at first sight. So, yes. What a wonderful story. It's That's, awesome. It is. It's awesome. Now, your dad is still alive? No, he passed away 10 years ago. Oh. My mom passed away last year. Oh. Oh, I'm so mm. sorry. It's always hard losing people that you love, but they always are with you. Absolutely. They are. I can hear her in the background. She was, um, so she grew up in Revere 
Oh, and that. <laughs> um, they were both Jewish. So at the time, it was hard for Jewish couples to, to adopt children because back in the 70s when I was born, if they were adopting, if they were, if somebody was given up a child for adoption, they wanted either Catholic or Christian, never really wanted a Jewish family. So everything kind of worked out. And, and to know my mother, Zelda, five, one and a half, I'm five, nine. So you, there we go. It's <laughs> so the typical Jewish mother. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's such a great story. I so appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, it, it's really wonderful. Very heartwarming. Yes. Um, so what did your mom, what did, did your mom work outside the home? So my dad was a headhunter back in the day and oh no, we did, yeah, we did not have heads hanging on the den wall. Like everybody <laughs> thought he actually probably was the pioneer of recruiting. Wow. And back in the day he worked for stores like Caldor. Uh, oh, look at Caldor. I got the arrow. Um, <laughs> And actually Zares, I don't know if there was up, Zares was up here, but a lot of big retail companies. Yeah. And so my mom worked side by side with him no. running the business. That is amazing. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, that's a long, that goes back a, a long ways um, because long that, time ago. Weren't, that wasn't a big, uh, that wasn't a big thing back then. Nope. No one, I'm telling you, all my friends thought that I had heads in my house. Oh my God, no. <laughs> I love that. That is such a great story. Now, did your, your mom and dad come from big families? No, no. My, my father had a sister who lived, she was actually in the army and lived out in Colorado. Oh. So I didn't really know. I mean, I saw her during the year, but we weren't, we were close, but not, you know, it wasn't like she was there. My mother had a sister and two brothers, and they've all passed since then. But her mother, her sister, my aunt, was the woman that could do anything and everything in the world. So <laughs> she was amazing. And her name was Edith. You got to love the names. Zelda and Edith. <laughs> I know. They're great. They're just <laughs> great older names. I just love that. I love the fact that you called your... Uh, your dad was called Ted, Teddy as well. That's really nice. Now you said you had a brother. I do. So my brother continued the headhunting business and he is out in California. Oh, he's wow. been out there 30 years, I'm going to say. He's, there's a 13 year difference between us. So my mom never swam. And when it came time to having to learn how to swim, my brother had to take me. So you can only imagine the 18 year old in the pool with all the other mothers at the Y because my mother couldn't swim. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that but my brother, my brother and I have the most amazing relationship. Like he's, I, even though he's across the country, doesn't matter. Like our bond is so tight. You would never know that we weren't brothers. I mean, biological brother and sister, obviously we're brother and sister. It doesn't matter what your blood says. It certainly doesn't. Oh, that is great. So do you guys get together very often? Yep. He comes home. Um, he comes home once a year. Our last trip was supposed to be my uh, daughter, her 14th birthday. We were going to California and then, you know, 
COVID happened. So here we are. <laughs> Don't you just love COVID? I just love it. <laughs> it's my favorite topic in the world. <laughs> I'm done with COVID. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So I'm, I'm really interested in this. Tell me what a, a typical day was like growing up in your house. Oh, well, a whole bunch of crazy. So I think that's where my personality comes out. <laughs> um, a typical day in the house. Well, we always had a dog. So it was taking care of the dog. Um, we lived on a busy street in Melrose. So my mom being the overprotective mother, I never really rode a bike. How's that? I don't know how to ride a bike. Wow. Can you imagine? No. Still don't. And I still won't learn how to do one because there's fills and breaks and forget about it. Like I'm a four wheel kind of person. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was, I don't know, school had a great neighborhood full of friends that all lived on the backside of the busy street. So we'd go swimming and just... I think um, growing up in Melrose, very quaint town, kind of like um, Newmarket, where my other branch is that I manage here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody kind of knew everybody. So we, it was just, you know, you played until the, your mother was screaming for you to come in and the lights were going on and that was it. <laughs> it was such a different world then. I mean, I would leave my house at eight o'clock in the morning and I would come back until five o'clock at night and they never knew where the heck we were, but they knew we were around. Right. And, um, it's just, for me, it was such a great way to grow up. Um, it made you independent and, you know, you have to take care of yourself. And I, kids don't have that this, these days. No, they have um, TikTok and, you know, social media and phones. <laughs> and I can say that because I have two teenage daughters. So trust me, <laughs> I've learned a lot during the homeschooling period. Oh, my gosh. All their education came from TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which is that's a whole different topic altogether. Um, that's a different day. <laughs> that one right now. <laughs> so tell me. Um, did you like school? Were you a good? I love school. Oh, really? I did. I love school. I and then I got to college and I hated school. Really? Now, why? I would have thought it would have been the other way around. I don't know. I think I just had no desire to really pursue a college education at the time. And there was some family issues that were happening. So I kind of, I was away at college and then I my freshman year, I was away at college. So my sophomore year, things happened and I kind of stayed local with my mom. And then, um, I don't know, I, I think I was more interested in getting a job. Yeah. Yep. And that is how the banking career started. Isn't that cool? That's great. It's pretty were cool. You, were you involved in sports at all? Oh yeah, I did. Um, so I danced in recitals for 18 years huge no dance. I would never have said you were a dancer ballet too imagine I, my mom <laughs> wait that. wait just to be fair they didn't have the hip-hop dancing back in the day when I was dancing <laughs> so it was ballet jazz and tap but we spent my mother probably spent if I think about it now probably a mortgage <laughs> or seven payments of a mortgage every year on my dancing very intense. That's my 
senior year, I was playing basketball um, for high school. And my senior year was my last year for a recital. And two weeks before my recital, I broke my collarbone. Oh, no. And in the, um, the, the recital, the dance, I had to do a jazz split, which is basically splitting down and landing on your arm. Oh, great. I did it. Oh, I also popped my shoulder back out. I bet you uh, did. <laughs> and I continued to smile the whole time. And then I got off the stage and I was like, ah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now basketball, I can see you playing. That's, yes. Wow. What, what a contrast in, in sports. Yeah. I mean, you know me, Bobby. <laughs> I'm very balanced. You're balanced. Different. <laughs> oh, I love that. So where did you where did you go your freshman year of college? North Adams State, which is in the corner of Massachusetts, bordering New York. Oh, New York! I did it again. Um, and I think that's it, New York. It's and now MCLA or MCL. I don't even know what it's called anymore. It's something different. And you didn't go back? I did not. Mm -mm. You know what? College isn't meant for everyone. It really isn't. No. It didn't really. Eh. <laughs> so, Jody, I can't wait to hear the answer to this. What was your very first job where you got paid? I worked at Marshall's really? behind the jewelry counter when I was 15 and a half and could get working papers down in Mass. I love that. But I didn't because I spent all my money there. <laughs> exactly. I know so it was useless, but start doing that, but it, it you know you end up spending all that money that you made on clothing or jewelry or mm -hmm. too funny. So what did you learn at that very first job that you've taken with you to every other position? So being 15 and a half, obviously one of the youngest team members at Marshall's, and I was given the responsibility of dealing with fine jewelry. So for me, I think it really um, hit home and let and, and I could prove to people that I was trustworthy and obviously managing gold and, and stuff like that. So I think I, I took that trust piece and carried forward all my jobs after that. That's great. That's a lot of responsibility for a 15 year old. Mm -hmm. That's that's good. Okay. From Marshalls in the jewelry department to Kenny Bunk, how did you get there? What were the steps that took you to? <laughs> well, the funny thing is, Kenny Bunk was a mistake. <laughs> a fantastic mistake, I will add, but it was definitely a mistake. Um, I think my, my dad at the time, when I started my career in banking, uh, he was just sick and tired of me and wanted me to get a job. So he made some calls to his friends at Eastern Bank. And he said, just give my daughter a job. I don't care what you do, just give her a job. And they basically said, all right, well, we have a teller position open. So, you know, she have any banking experience? He's like, no, but she knows how to spend the money. So don't worry about that. <laughs> so I um, got into being a teller. And then I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I really like this. Like, I'm stuck behind a wall because it was back in the day with the bulletproof windows and it was absolutely old school teleline and I kind of felt caged and I couldn't talk to people and I just was I guess you would say I'm an extrovert 
but you know, um, so I kind of got bored with it. Yeah, and then, I'm sorry, what was that? I said, yeah, maybe just a little bit. Actually. Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, my manager at the time had approached me and asked me if I would be interested in doing customer service on work the desk. And I was like, well, no, because I don't know any of those rules or laws or anything like that. And are you crazy? No. Um, so somehow I was convinced and I took it on and I kind of just went with it. And I think at that time, my manager was phenomenal, a mentor, like you have no idea. And she would take me out on calls with her. So I could kind of see like how she would talk to people and I brought it back. And when I started to talk to my customers, it wasn't Eastern bank at the time was not about selling products. It was about building the relationship. So true. And so I just kind of put the, I don't have to sell anything. I have to get to know you. And you have to be able to trust me because you are giving me your money to kind of watch. So I just kind of went from there and I, not to toot my own horn, but did really, really good and like shattered my goals and customers would rave about me. So we went on to assistant branch manager. And then um, I had stopped because I wanted to kind of learn the operational piece of banking just to get a better understanding of what the backside does. And so I took on a supervisor position in the loan department and kind of got a chance to see the back end and then realized, again, I wasn't face to face with customers. My customers were the employees, but it was great. But I, I didn't have the interaction. Right. So I left Eastern Bank and went to another bank as a branch manager and then kind of did the big banking for a bit and realized that's not me. Um, I don't want to be pressured to sell anybody anything because there's no reason for that. You need to get to know me first. And absolutely, that's what I realized. Community banking is definitely the way to go. Um, and so I was still in mass. My last job was with North Shore Bank, which is so equivalent to Kenny Bunk Savings, just different state. Yeah. And then I moved up here in 2020. So I'm officially New Hampshire. <laughs> and I'm not the and what are they called? What do we call them? The implant. Yeah, I guess I am a little bit still, but my license says differently. But anyways, so I was actually commuting from I live in Rochester. I was commuting to Beverly, Mass every day. Oh, that was starting to take a quick toll on me. That's a long commute. It was. Um, and you know what? 95 is fine. It's when you get to 128. I can understand that road rage thing. Like I, yeah, it's just not good. <laughs> yeah, you really, not good Beverly is not an easy place to get to from. No, no, not at all. No, beautiful community, awesome people, but oh my dear God, no, 128, I'm all set. Yeah. So I actually started to think and started to look around for, you know, jobs up in this area. And a friend of mine, had moved into a bank out of Haverhill, Mass, but they had a branch in Hampstead. And she's like, she was a VP. So she said to me, you're probably, it's great chance, like interview. So I saw a position for Kenny Bunk open and I said, you know what? I haven't interviewed for a while. So let me like take an interview with them just to get back into the whole interview thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and the branch was one of our busier branches. And they were going to go internally. 
But we went through the interview, fabulous conversation with HR, very respectful. Let me know, you know, listen, we're going to hold on to your resume. You know, the thing that you hear all the time, if we find an opening, we'll call you back. And I just kind of like, okay, yeah, whatever, because I'm going to end up at the other bank, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, after five interviews with the other bank, I did not get the job. And oh. I was a little shell-shocked. Whoa. Said, okay. So at the same time that that happened, Kenny Bunk had reached out to me and said, listen, we have to, we have a position open in New Hampshire. Would you still be interested? And of course I had to play the role, you know, didn't want to look desperate. So I was like, oh yeah, let me think about it. You know, maybe we can interview. I can talk with the managers and everything. Probably um, that afternoon, I had an interview with the first set of managers and then it just went from there. And I did some homework and I looked into, obviously, Kenny Bunk, like, what is their mission and what do they care about? And, you know, what is, what makes Kenny Bunk savings different than the other 500 community banks in the area? And I fell in love with all of their missions, like everything that they support, the, the volunteer is huge for me. If you can give me time to get out and volunteer, I'll roll up my sleeves and I will absolutely jump into the community and help out wherever I can. I know Kenny Bunk does a, a fantastic job of supporting their communities that we're in. And um, I have a voice in that. And that's huge. If somebody comes to me and they're looking for a donation, I can go and ask for it. And 99% of the time, they're saying yes. So everything that I dream about for a bank is what Kenny Bunk has offered me. And it was a mistake, yet one of the best mistakes of my life. <laughs> I love that. What a great story. Yeah. It's amazing how one door opens, another one, you know, one closes, one opens. And, and you never know where your life is going to end up. You just have to let it, let it go and let it roll. Oh my gosh. Good for you. Now, how long have you been at Kenny Bunk right now? I've been here since August. Oh gosh. I was I'm still new, but I'm beyond that, you know, 90 day termination thing. I think I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you seem like you've been there for forever, actually. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Thank you. It is a good thing. And, and it's great because, you know, banking is banking. So I obviously have 25 years of experience, even though I'm 35. So, um, <laughs> but yeah. banking is banking. It's just a matter of what, how the bank and what they do yeah. in their way. So I'm very fortunate that I could slide into the position and really just kind of spend the first couple of months learning how KSB works and then really just diving into it. And, and everything else that I do in the office is I've been doing it. Well, it's nice to find a, a bank that has your philosophy, that it's about getting, building those relationships and getting to know people and being local. I mean, that, that's a great fit for you. It's a great fit for anybody. It is. You know, being a local business, it's always a great fit. So good for you. That's awesome. Well, we're glad to Thank have you. you. I'll tell you that. It's always been fun. I know. I have to say the first event that I did with you Yes, go ahead. The, the first event that I got to do with you guys, I was like, wow, there is a bunch of people here that I know we're going to have fun with. And it has, 
taken off from there, <laughs> including the little razzes that you give me at morning mixes, but that's fine. <laughs> yes, we do have a really good time, don't we? It's yes. A, it's a good group. It's definitely a good group. Let's talk a little bit about your life now. Do you still, you said you lived in Rochester. Do you still live there? I do, yes. Okay. So that's that's a better commute, but it's still that's still a little bit of a commute. I actually love the car. It's when I get to unwind, blast my music, and drive down the street and just not think about anything. I love it. So um, I like the drive, and plus, honestly, our traffic jams in New Hampshire are what like four cars in front of us with maybe a school bus. <laughs> Believe me when I tell you. It can take you an hour to get from one end of Peabody, was that's where I lived prior to moving to New Hampshire. One end of Peabody to the other end of Peabody could take an hour. So Happiness. trust me, <laughs> I love my commute. <laughs> yeah, this is nothing. So no. um, let's find out about you today. Are you married, singled, or looking? Um, so I'm legally separated and almost divorced. Okay. Single and looking. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, that's always All good. of the above. <laughs> <laughs> and you said that you had, um, you. I heard you say you had one daughter or two daughters? I have two daughters. Oh, and they are in both in high school? My oldest is, she just turned 16 and she is a sophomore down in Peabody. We did not take them out of the school system in mass because oh, it just- good. Yeah, it when between the pandemic and everything else, and then losing friends, I wasn't going to do that, especially at 16 years old, you know, when she would basically hate me for the rest of my life <laughs> or her life until she needed a car. <laughs> and then my youngest is in eighth grade. Oh, wow. Is that right? Wait a minute. Seventh grade. <laughs> Seventh grade. She's 13. She'll be in eighth grade next year. They won't hear this podcast, so I'm all set. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's great. Wow. So they're in, they're both going to the schools that they know and love. Correct. Great. What a, what a nice thing to do for them. My last question for this segment is where do you see yourself personally and professionally in 10 years? I'm still going to be with KSB, God willing, if they allow me to. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I think I've, I was very fortunate to get into the bank when I did. And I feel like I have made some great connections and I think they know my dedication to the bank and the purpose. So if, if I was still managing a branch or if I was up a step taking a, a vice president's position over the, you know, for a retail market, are in the operations. It, I don't, it, I don't know. I, I don't know, but definitely still with KSB. Okay. Well, that's good. That, that works for us for sure. Are your daughters involved in sports? Oh yes. Do they play basketball? So my oldest does, my youngest did up until the pandemic happened. So we don't want to talk about that, but, um, my oldest is a huge lacrosse player. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, 10 years she's been paying, playing lacrosse and I still don't know the rules. So I just know that she plays defense and she's really good. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. And my youngest just started playing softball this year. Oh, that's and she's good. Oh my God. 
my coworker Kim, that is her sport. She loves softball. She's, I think she plays three or four nights a week. It's crazy. Oh, really? Yeah. She yeah. Does. So, I mean, it's a little bit torturous watching, watching 12 and 10 year olds playing softball right now because, you know, literally the score could be like 20 to 15 and there's no hits. But <laughs> it is what it is. As long as my kids enjoy themselves, that's all that matters. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's going to wrap up our first segment. Um, so Jody, this is the, the, this is the segment where we ask the same 10 questions to every guest. So are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite word? Whatever. <laughs> I like that. What's your least favorite word? No. I like that too. What makes you just laugh out loud? Total belly laugh. My youngest daughter. <laughs> She's hysterical. Where'd she get her sense of humor from? I don't know. <laughs> what makes you really sad? Just totally breaks your heart. Uh, when I want to talk to my mom. Mm. So it's hard. Mm. Yeah. I understand that. What sound or noise do you love? Birds. What sound or noise? <laughs> I'm laughing because we have birds outside the office at the birds outside the office um, in Exeter, the chamber office. And I, they're so loud. And all I want to do is like chew them away. <laughs> so when you say the sound of birds, I go, that's my least favorite sound. <laughs> <laughs> so what is what sound or noise just totally drives you crazy whining oh whining oh yeah yeah i can hear that yeah i can totally understand that <laughs> so jody this is the question that i'm going to um i'm going to ask you and then i'm going to ask you to mute yourself so the question is what is your favorite curse word and <laughs> Now you can mute yourself. <laughs> That's a, that is a very popular one. It, uh, <laughs> it can be said so many different ways. <laughs> I love that. Thank you for sharing that with us. <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Um, a, a um, what's the word? The a sports, a sports newscaster. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, you would be yeah. so good at that. Right? When I watch football and I watch the girls on the sidelines, I'm like, why is that not me? <laughs> I totally see you do that. And there's still plenty of time. You still could do that. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Are you, so you're a football fan? Huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in what, what team is your favorite? Patriots. Even without Tom Brady? I hate Tom Brady for leaving. Oh, so don't even get me started on that. Oh nope. my gosh. Nope. Absolutely not. You know what? Good riddance to him. I hope he gets ingrown toenails and can't run or do anything. Mm. Oh, this is a subject we should not talk about on air for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, I am going to ask you some other questions about football and privately. Okay. 
what profession would you not want any part of? Oh, um, I'm going to say in today's world right now, teacher. Oh, isn't that sad to say, but so true. Yes, not so much. I mean, obviously the whole thing in Texas is horrifying and heartbreaking. I, I just think the, um, it's not so much that reason. It's more because um, I think we just, we're losing sight of what's important in our education system right now. And I agree. And teachers have no, there's such a lack of respect for teachers and the, the lack of recourse for accountability. It, it, it's just a, I totally agree with you. Oh my gosh. I wouldn't want to be a teacher now. It, it would be very difficult. And again, mm. um, what happened in Texas is just horrific. horrific. I can't even. I, I, yeah, I know. I, we're going to move on. Mm -hmm. Something needs to be done. I will say that. Something needs to be done in this country because it is senseless to see so many children and adults pass in, in, this, in this manner. It's just horrific. Mm -hmm. So the last question is, this is going to be a good one. I can't wait. So Jody, what would you like your legacy to be? How would you like people to remember you or what would you like them to remember most about you? I think the one thing that I would love for people to remember, be, remember me by is the dedication I have to, um, to organizations and, and support that I give to the organizations um, and how much, you know, volunteering is important to me and that wherever I can be to help out and do whatever it is for causes that I care about, um, just knowing that if they need somebody, Jody was always there for them. I like that. Well, you've got a heck of a start on that for sure. <laughs> Jody, I just want to say thank you so much. Um, for being my guest. Is there anything else that you would like to share with us um, about you, about Kenny Bunk? I think if there's anybody out there listening that, you know, they are interested in, in banking or anything like that, get to know me um, at events when I'm there, like, let's talk because it's not about the bank. It's really about the person. And anyone that I feel that I have a connection with or any customers that I speak with, they know when they are dealing with me that they have 100% of my attention and I can be reached whenever. That includes having my cell phone number and they can call me at nine o'clock at night. Yes, that has happened and I've done stuff for people, but um, you know, you have to be comfortable with the person that you're dealing with. And if anything, I feel like I can do that for people, so. That's great. That's all I'll say about that. You certainly can, you can hear the passion in your voice about what you do and how, how strongly you feel about building those relationships and being that, that trusted financial advisor. Um, so congratulations to you. And we are so happy to have you as part of Kenny Bunk and to have you as part of the extra area chamber of commerce as well. So uh, thank you for that. If yes, I'm psyched. Touch with you. What's the website for Kenny Bunk? It is KennyBunkSavings.com. Perfect. That's great. Well, again, thank you so much. Um, our guest today was Jody Landry, and she is Assistant Vice President and Branch Manager of 
not only Stratum location, but the new market location as well. She's a busy lady. Um, thank you for letting us get to know you a little bit better. I want to also thank our listeners today. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. And for now, you can find our podcast on the Exeter Area Chamber of Commerce website. And that is www.exeterarea.org. This is Bobby Vandenbalk, Member Services Director at the Exeter Area Chamber of Commerce, signing off for now. Please join us for the next Chamber Buzz with Bobby. See y'all later. The Chamber Buzz with Bobby is built and distributed through Anchor by Spotify. This podcast is produced by the Exeter Area Chamber of Commerce. To learn more about the Chamber, visit exeterarea.org.